Hello and welcome everybody to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. I am Garrett Fox, one of your uh, co-hosts, and I'm here with my other co-host, Christian Larson. Christian, what's up, man? Nothing much. How you doing, Garrett? I'm quite well, quite well. Good to hear it. Um, how'd your goals go? Let's see. It's been, I think it's just been three days since we recorded. Uh, not great. Well, I had, I had, I had one bad day and it was Sunday and a part of that, let me, let me actually pull up the data, but I, I watched, I attended Sunday school or elders quorum on my phone. Uh, so that, that messed with the time, but the Steelers played Sunday night. And so I, I checked my phone way too many times for football scores and things like that as the day went on. Um, yeah. and it was, it was a big disappointment in the end. So it was all just, <laughs> yeah, it was. wow. So that I'm was sorry. bad. Yeah. But yesterday I worked a full day and that was good. Uh, my my job is pretty interesting. A lot there is sometimes downtime, and I have to like make up things to do, kind of or uh-huh. find things to do. I've never had a job like this before, so I, I have had the temptation to look at my phone on my at my job too. Um, but the system I've kind of come up with is I either leave my phone just like in my car, so I can't have that temptation, and then I like for at least half the day and then maybe I, I get it and I check it at lunch to see if my wife's texting me or whatever. But I also just like put it across the room on this bookshelf just to remove the temptation. So that's kind of a, a habit, a system that's been working well for me. And that was good. And then today me and my wife are just, uh, we've just been packing and stuff and uh, preparing for our little vacation. So I haven't, it's, it's been good time overall down. So vacation you say have you told the listeners where you're going um well (laughs) no but (laughs) i was gonna say all of my listeners as in my parents and in-laws know do the virgin islands so we're leaving tomorrow real early and we're we're, uh we're gonna be there for five days we just found some cheap flights and a cheap airbnb so um yeah, just a little getaway to some warmer weather, and uh, should be pretty nice and hopefully relaxing. So, yeah, there you go. It's repla- I will say replacing spring break and all of the trips that got canceled this summer. So, oh yeah, this last summer. I will say I'm pretty sure your side of the family is definitely carrying our listener base. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like i'm pretty sure my family has no idea what i what we've been talking about at all (laughs) it's really funny yeah Uh, i yeah i haven't been checking to see how many downloads we've had lately but all of my sisters i think they've all listened to parts of it but every time i see them they're like oh i need to catch up on that it's just like yeah whether you do or don't doesn't really matter but i i bet i bet all three of them will listen to more of it at some point all my sisters but yeah, my mom, I think, and my in-laws are pretty uh, devoted. I like that listeners, so I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's nice. Well, my goals are going pretty well today. I had a subway sandwich. Um, I ate half and then ate the other half in my car before I drove home. Nice. Um, 
I've switched to diet soda for the most part, which is killing me. It tastes so bad. <laughs> uh, but um, I have definitely, I, I went home this weekend and I weighed myself and I've lost like five pounds in the last month, which is kind of interesting. That's good. Just from like watching what I eat a little bit better and uh, drinking diet soda. That's it's been been good. <laughs> that's a good month to lose weight, you know, the second half of December into January. Because uh, yeah, I definitely didn't lose any weight. Yeah, my brother is packing weight on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, he he on the scale. <laughs> I, I I weighed more than him like two months ago by like five pounds. Yeah. And now I think he weighs like ten pounds more than me. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. Ethan. I know, man. <laughs> I know. Other than that, my goals are uh, going pretty well. I've been reading more, which is good. That's been my goal. Before you watch TV? Yeah, um, nice. I have forced myself to do that, which is kind of hard sometimes. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> a lot. Really hard. Uh, so, yeah, that's working for me. Um, nice. Still working on sp- spending less money. I will get there, I'm sure. But, hell, one one step at a time. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you always get soda when you get fast food? Or no, so usually I I get free drinks at work. Okay. So I steal it from, not I don't steal it, but I get one from there usually. However, today, after I ate my Subway sandwich in my car, I did drive over to McDonald's and get a Diet Coke. Okay. But it was a dollar, so it, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was All good. Right. Nice. Productive, productive day. Goals, goals are being met. Good. <laughs> All right, you ready to jump into the chapter? Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, this uh, today's chapter talks about uh, basically two things, and I know I just said basically. <laughs> That time was a conscious decision to use that word. (laughs) Okay, so today's topics pretty much talked about the menstrual cycle and then the difference that women have in, um, I guess there were three. So the menstrual cycle and what that entails, hormones, and sex, which for some reason was a different category than than the menstrual cycle. It kind of fits into that, though. And then the difference that men and women have um, when they feel fear, which I honestly did not know that. So, yeah, and we'll get we'll get into that. Um, what I knew and didn't didn't know. Yeah, there. Sorry. Sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I learned a lot from this chapter. The as you said, there were two different sections, and both were eye-opening in, in different ways to me. And 
focusing on the first section to start off, a lot of it, as you said, was was different cycles, their menstrual cycle, and also just just how rhythmic um, we are as humans, but specifically women. They're rhythmic in a lot of things, and, and those hormones um, and the cycles in their bodies really have a big effect on a lot of things, on a lot of their day-to-day behavior and moods, and also on their desires and their sex drive and all sorts of things like that. It was, it was kind of, I think it's evidence of, you know, a lot of guys will just be like, Oh yeah. Like that chick was crazy. We broke up or whatever. You know, like you hear guys talking about women as if they're crazy. And I think, I think this is the culprit of that. And, and obviously saying they're crazy is not a positive thing and not putting it in a positive light, but there's a reason why, it's hard for men to understand women and a big part of it is because their emotions and their attitudes and their behaviors change throughout the month or throughout their cycle based on the huge differences of, you know, different chemicals and, you know, testosterone. And I don't know if I, I'm sure you know how to say this progesterone. Yes. Progesterone Progesterone and estrogen and estrogen. Yeah. All three of them, they, they fluctuate a ton and that that really has an influence on on women's behavior, which I, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I liked how they talked about the key to understanding your lady may lie in understanding her cycle. Because if you understand what's happening at different points within the cycle, you understand why she might be feeling the way she does. Um, And it's a lot easier to empathize when you realize that that's actually what's going on. Mm -hmm. So the first thing it talked about was the estrogen. Um, Estrogen peaks during the first two weeks of the cycle. And women tend to be friendlier, more talkative, more socially relaxed, calmer, and more emotionally sensitive. Progesterone peaks during the second two weeks of the cycle. Uh, Women can be more irritable, more stressed, less calm, and may want more alone time. This is important, and it varies between between different women. Some women's cycles aren't necessarily 28 days. Uh, They can be 20 anywhere from like 20 days to I think they said 40 something or 50. Yeah, I think it said 20 or 40, but yeah. So every everyone's. Every woman's cycle is a little different, and it's very – some women, these hormones affect them in different ways. So they may not be exactly what I just said. It varies from woman to woman. Mm -hmm. Exactly, as with all things, right? Yes. The goal of reading this book and the goal of of the authors was to teach men to be great husbands and, and lovers to their specific partner, right? Their wife or, or girlfriend. It obviously there's a lot of variation, but reading through this, I was like, I need to make myself a graph to like, <laughs> I know, behave a certain way because this is <laughs> it was uh, a lot of good stuff to know. But I bet you could figure out just by tracking like behavior what the cycle actually is, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I I should do that, but that would be funny. Don't tell Kylie though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
A, a really good thing I like that he mentioned in this section is you should never blame. He talks about PMS. Um, and he talked about how you should never blame blame your wife's behavior on premenstrual syndrome. You know, that's that's never a good thing to do, which I think is kind of common sense. Hopefully most people know that. But yeah. Kylie just walked in here and gave me a dirty look. But <laughs> Uh, anyway, lost my train of thought. Never blame it on PMS. Yeah, which hopefully, again, is common sense um, to most most men out there. But and it goes back to the last chapter. You still want to attune to your woman, right? You want to... Um, empathize with her torn turn towards her listen to her feelings try to understand them and no matter what her behavior is that is you know that'll win you points as opposed to trying to fix the problem or find a cause for the problem at the same time as we said it's a really good thing to know um know what to expect a little bit or know potentially what um your woman might be wanting or needing from you Based yes. on based on, you know, her cycle. Yeah. Um, another thing to be uh, conscious of when you get older, forties, fifties, women go through uh, premenopause and menopause, which makes them or can cause them to be very irritable, <laughs> um, and they have insomnia, and usually like hot flashes and stuff like that. At the pharmacy, I actually compound uh, progesterone capsules for and and different creams for women, which is really interesting that that stuff works and it relieves their their symptoms a lot of the time. Uh, some women that are taking like birth control don't experience a typical cycle, and they don't have these fluctuations in hormones, so it may not be applicable. Just be familiar with. With what can happen, the only constant you can really expect is that the same the the your lady is going to be different tomorrow than she is today, and somehow whether it's hormone levels, different thoughts, um, as as are you, maybe not with hormones, but just keep that in mind that things change and they change quickly. Yeah, one quote from the book on that topic that I really liked a couple sentences. It just says the only constant is change. And the less you take her moods personally, the better off you will be. Believe it or not, her moods generally have nothing to do with you. Uh, that resonated with me. And it's probably not something I would have understood a few years ago before I got married. But for me, at least it is very easy to take my wife, Kylie's moods personally you know, if she's, if she's grumpy or upset or, uh, if she, I can, you know, I can just tell if she's not completely happy. Right. And, and my first instinct, as we discussed last episode is to try to fix it, you know, try to figure out what's wrong, try to find a solution so we can get on being happy and being together. Cause that's, that's the good stuff. You know, that's what, that's what I like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as we talked in the last chapter as well, uh, those emotions are 
our chances for intimacy and opportunities to connect and and those can be important times especially for my wife Kylie but it's a good reminder that I don't need to take those things personally you know most of the time when she's in a bad mood if I'm like trying too hard to make her happy it it doesn't really work cuz she's like can see through it she can tell I'm trying to make her happy and she that's not the solution she needs you know she just needs to feel the emotion sometimes and deal with it and figure it out and and yeah you know i'm i'm learning that but it's a good reminder that i don't need to take those things personally and feel like i'm doing something wrong if if kylie's having a bad day or a bad couple minutes you know yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh let's talk about the next section all right the the hormones and sex section do you want to start off with uh, that quote we were talking about before and trying to find? Yeah, so this goes back to my desire to have a graph <laughs> and figure out <laughs> Kylie's hormonal schedule. But one example of the difference of how your woman can change throughout throughout a cycle or her month or whatever is women tend to be somewhat more attracted to aggressive or alpha men when they're ovulating and more attracted to kinder, gentler, more nurturing or beta men when they're not. So I think, and one example from, from, from my marriage, I'm usually a pretty chill person. I would say, you know, I'm, I'm fine not making most of the decisions and just like going with the flow and letting my wife pick things most of the time, but looking and reading this and looking back, there were definitely some times when she was like, where do you want to eat? And I was just like, whatever. Like, I don't care. And I, I said it nicer than that, but I would just be like, I don't know. It sounds good to you. Just like toss the question right back to her. And there are certain times when that drives Kylie crazy. Cause she just like wants me to like make a decision and <laughs> give my input. Most of the time she's fine. Most of the time she wants it her way and I'm fine with that. And, and life's good. But once in a <laughs> while she just gets like upset with me when I don't, make a decision and assert my opinion and decide something, you know? And I think it might be connected to that where she wants me to just be in a sense, not really aggressive, but just like decisive. Yeah. That's what that made me think of. It's probably tied to that. That's interesting. Yeah. You should make a graph, figure it out. <laughs> I, I think I will. <laughs> um, That's funny. Um, yeah, uh, they did suggest like you can like be whatever your woman wants you to be throughout the month. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's kind of hard to flip back between alpha and beta. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know which one I, I would consider myself. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it comes like my example down to little things for the most yeah. part, you know. Yeah, that's fair. But I think more importantly, it would be knowing when to be extra gentle or extra kind more yeah. than more than know when to be aggressive, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Probably more important, but. I would agree with that. Um, so sex drive for women is typically stronger uh, around ovulation time. Uh Interestingly enough, they talked about how men can sometimes 
pick out when a woman is on or is ovulating, which I found interesting. There were some studies done with uh, with strippers, <laughs> and these strippers got higher tips when they were ovulating, um, which I found interesting. 80, 80% more money. Yeah, that's a ton of money. Yeah, that's substantial difference. Like, that's like... And they, they talked about how that could have been due to, like, maybe the the moves that these uh, strippers were performing were, were different mm-hmm. um, because of their hormones causing them to perform differently or something. So they, they you, can't, you can't put a real, like, stamp on women or men just know mm-hmm. when it's happening. Um, so, I, but I did find it interesting, and there definitely is a substantial difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I thought that was an interesting study as well. Yeah, um, it talked about how men, men and women's sex drives typically line up in their forties to fifties. Um, uh, men's drives peak in their in their teens to young adult uh, to young adulthood, and women's tend to peak in their thirties which I find interesting that the women's peaks in their thirties and yet they don't line up till their forties or fifties. That to me, it means that women's is still not as strong as men's at their peak, which is funny to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. One thing he mentions before that, another statistic is that testosterone is what drives sexual desire in both both men and women, but men have on average 10 to a hundred times more testosterone than women do. Yeah. Uh, which I also found interesting, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of good, uh, statistics in here and, and tidbits of knowledge. One other thing that he mentions right in there is how the brain centers for sex and for vision are very closely linked in men which is why like visual stimulation works for men better than it does for women. And although women appreciate an attractive man, it says how a man looks is not necessarily the main reason a woman is attracted to him, which I think is, is a good thing for a lot of us men who are losing our hair and and whatnot. (laughs) Um, Lost our hair. It's very true. and, And it sounds superficial, but, you know, and it's it's part of the reason that, you know, there are these beauty standards that are unfair for women and whatnot. But men, definitely, it's more important, you know, physical attractiveness, I think, overall for men in a relationship. And I think I think there are other reasons that aren't just superficial. But the good news for men is that there are many other ways to win a woman over as we're our, as we are discovering in this book then just be a really good looking guy so yeah be trustworthy yeah attune Tune. man attune attune <laughs> uh yeah um hmm all right uh, do you have anything left in that section or do you want to jump into the fear uh, I think I'm I'm ready to move to the next section if you are. So apparently m- women and men experience fear 
at a way different rate than each other, which I did not know. And I plan on asking our our first guest, who I believe is going to be Kylie, mm-hmm. uh, about this because. Uh, so here, here's a story that they that they tell in the book about uh, a dude named Mark and his wife or partner named Lynn. Um, they weren't getting along. They didn't understand each other. They were fighting a lot, and they didn't understand. Yeah, they just didn't understand each other. So Lynn dragged Mark to a workshop about understanding women. And the one of the first questions that the workshop uh, leader asked was, "Men, this questions this question is for you. How many of you have ever felt fear?" And no hands went up at first, or f- felt fear for your life is how she worded it. And at first, no hands went up. Then after a while, a few hands went up. And then the men started talking, and they were like, well, back in high school or back 20 years ago when I was in the war, and all, all, the, all of the uh, examples given from men were from like 10, 20, 30 years ago. Whereas when she asked women, all the women raised their hand, and all of their examples they could give at least one example within the last six months. And that to me is something I didn't know because I, I mean, I've, I can't think of any time where I've legitimately feared for my life at this point in my life. Maybe there's a time or two. I just can't remember it. And that really speaks the difference to me of how different men and women actually are. And yet we view each other as the same. We think that that they're they think exactly like us. That they feel exactly like us. And this is an example that they just don't. Yeah, I found really interesting the part right after that where he talks about experiences that make most men react to it with anger, and women instead feel fear. And he uses the example of. You're driving in traffic. A car cuts you off, almost hits you. Your reaction is to get angry, to tailgate the guy, to get really close to him, flash your lights, honk, whatever it is. You feel anger. And and I relate to that. That is that is oftentimes how I respond when I feel that someone in traffic wrongs me in some way. <laughs> but Sorry, that's funny. He says, the woman sitting in the car next to you is going to feel startled and going to feel fearful. And then when you retaliate and and try to make the make it known that you're angry by tailgating, the woman next to you is just going to feel more fear. Um, and he, he uses a lot the examples of heroes and zeros, which is basically a hero is the perfect man who treats his woman perfectly um, and uses all these principles. And a zero is, is a zero, right? A guy who doesn't. He says a hero in this instance yes. is a guy who realizes that his the woman next to him is startled and she's feeling fear and that's something he doesn't really understand. So he backs off from the other driver and gives her attention and holds her hand and whatnot to make her feel safe and comforted. And that was an eye-opening, eye-opening example to me 
uh, because I, I don't think I'm terrible at road rage, but I know I do react in those situations. And I'm sure there are many other situations where Kylie is probably fearing, feeling some fear and I am feeling angry or I'm just oblivious to what she's feeling. Um, so yeah, very, very interesting. The difference, um, between men and women in these situations. Yeah. Like nine times out of probably 10 times out of 10, at least before I read this, I would have thought that they felt the same, the same anger that I have, you know, like, but it makes sense that they don't because I've been in the car with someone when they're cut off and then they do something stupid and I've kind of been scared, you know, so yeah. Huh. It's just very interesting. For sure. They talk about how uh, they, they did a study on how what they did. They put women in an MRI machine and they had them. They told them that they were going to shock them at some point with electricity. I don't know how strong. I don't know if they actually did. I don't know the ethics of this study. But um, then they had these women hold um, either their husband's hand or a stranger's hand. And the women that considered themselves happily married, the fear portion of the brain was pretty much unlit. Like it wasn't being used. The women that were married but didn't consider themselves happily married, it was cut down by like half or something. And then the women who just held a stranger's hand, there was no difference. Or there was very, very little difference, I think. So that's interesting. Then they just give the advice of, you know, if she's scared, hold her hand. And better yet don't put her in positions where she's going to be scared. Yeah. I liked that. It was a good reminder to me to hold Kylie's hand more often. And, uh, especially in any circumstance where she might be feeling fear, the very end of, of the story you told about that focus group where when men and women raised their hand based on when they'd felt fear, I think, I think whoever was presenting asked how many of the women were nervous or fearful walking toward the hotel parking garage to come to this workshop. And he says that every single woman's hand was up, you know, so maybe they weren't fearing, fearing for their, for their life, but they were fear, They were feeling at least nervous or fearful. So I think that's, that's big. And that's something I want to take out of, out of this is try to be aware of any situation where Kylie might be feeling fear or nervous or anything. And it's, impressive to me that holding her hand can completely remove the fear from her response as as you mentioned in that um electric shock study so my takeaway is kind of there are there are little things you can do to comfort and to reduce the fear in in your partner and for me kylie and I want to be more aware of those situations and just do those little things, even if it's, you know, holding her hand to remove that fear. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I don't have anything else left to, to say. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess there was there was one other just terrible part. Well, terribly sad. A few statistics about, you know, I think it justifies the fear that women feel. And it says, I'll just read it word for word. It says, another sad reality is that one out of four girls has been sexually abused by the age of 18. And that number is higher. Just using logic makes this true if you consider unreported cases. Uh, and it says 50% of women in the military have been raped or sexually assaulted in some way. And women are twice as likely to develop post-traumatic stress disorder after trauma as men are, which in turn leads them to be even more fearful in the future. So, yeah, I, I think this world is a much scarier place for women. And that's, that sucks. That's really sad and really terrible. But the statistics more or less prove that. There are a lot of things to be afraid of, and if you really want to be trustworthy to the women in your life, I think you can do a lot to protect them and to minimize that fear and uh, to be trustworthy. So uh, I think it's a good thing to just try, do your best to be aware of those situations and, and be protective and be comforting when you can, or be a comforter when you can, might be a better way to phrase it. Yeah, I agree. Well done, sir. Well said. Thanks. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so. I think that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. It's been fun. I've enjoyed the conversation. Me too. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Our next episode we will have, I think Kylie has agreed to be our first official guest star. I know she uh, said a few words a few months ago in one of our episodes, and she basically just insulted me. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready for that. <laughs> but... She's actually going to guest star. She's going to read these two chapters, and then we're going to ask her some questions. So that'll be our okay. next episode. Um, yeah, I think we're not going to have any more chapters included next time, right? We're just going to review these two with the guest and or with Kylie. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Nice. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.